0: Hi, I'm Jacqueline Brown, and you're listening to Mental Health and Me. I have anxiety and depression, and I've been suffering from these two illnesses for years. Through this podcast, I am sharing my journey, along with practical self-care and wellness tips to help other mental health sufferers and their loved ones cope. I hope you'll join me. Hello, this is Jacqueline Brown of Mental Health and Me, and I am recording my journey through both depression and anxiety and and how uh, I guess how it's gotten worse but then also better through the years many many years ago when I was in university probably close to about close to 20 years not quite 20 years ago um, I was having I was having trouble And I think you could chalk it up to stress, stress, stress of the course, stress of the exam. Everything I was doing in university was stressful and it was unlike any other stress I had felt before. It got to the point where I couldn't sleep at all, not a wink. And I would go through all of my days just like going through the motions like a zombie And, um, and I, my roommate at the time, she, I guess, same thing was happening to her. I mean, we we all go through stress. It's natural. Um, but she had gone to the doctor and the doctor had diagnosed her with depression and, um, and insomnia and the insomnia for her. I can't, well... I don't, don't quote me on this because I don't know if it's accurate for her. I only really, really remember my story, but she was diagnosed with insomnia and she was given pills for it. And they and the doctor told her it was completely normal. This is the symptoms of being a student and it's life. And take um, I think it's like half a pill <clears throat> every night. And when you're when you feel less stressed and when your sleep is back, you'll be able to start managing and. She talked about it and she's like, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? Go to the doctor. If you're suffering the same symptoms as me, you might be diagnosed with the same thing. So go to the doctor. And I did. And I was. Um, and he talked, but for me, he talked more about being depressed. And he was basically like, look here, the pills will help you sleep at night, but they're not going to cure the depression. They're not going to stop the, you know, the, the stress of school. You, you have to learn to, to manage that. And he, I didn't at that time get any pills for depression. I was treat the symptoms of insomnia and then when that's better, we'll talk. Now, the funny thing is I pretty much had the insomnia and the pills helped, but I never felt like I could, while I was in school, I never really felt like I could stop taking them because the stress was always there. There was like, like I said, the pills didn't cure the stress or, or any of the, symptoms that I was feeling, it only made me sleep at night, which was nice. It was really all I needed. So there was that. <clears throat> and then when the summer came, the stress sort of left, and, and I didn't need the sleeping pills anymore, and I felt like my life was fine, and everything was good. And and then, you know, when when university ended, um, and you know, I graduated, and, and everything was fine, I still every once in a while would feel that that stress again that thing that was diagnosed as stress and I'd be like okay well do I need pills for sleeping do I need this so I went to my family doctor and it was like well you don't really need sleeping pills you can take them and my mother takes them like uh, regularly Um, you know every night for as many years as I can remember she's been taking these sleeping pills so I know it, it, it's common, and I shouldn't, uh, I shouldn't feel ashamed for having to take them. So I take them, but not not consistently. I take, <laughs> I take them until I find I can sleep, and then I sleep. And so it's like, it's like my, my depression and my stress, they come in waves, and with those waves also comes insomnia, and I figured out, cure the insomnia, and I'll be fine. So fast forward a number of years and, um, and, you know, I meet my husband, I get married and I'm still going through waves and, um, and he, you know, when I am in, you know, what I now know is a low period, it's not that I'm sad. It's not that I feel like worthless or I feel it's it's like I don't feel anything quite frankly I just I don't care I don't care and um and and then that stems into stronger feelings you know because then I start to feel well I should care I've got a great life I should be happy about it I should I should feel happy why don't I feel happy and so I go through all these things so again I'm like maybe I should go back to the doctor. Maybe I should get in, you know, pills for insomnia. Maybe if I slept at night, I wouldn't think so much during the day. But I didn't. I continued on. And um and after having children, um I I didn't I as far as I know, I was never diagnosed with this. I don't think that I went through postpartum depression. But I did my anxiety, my stress, that seemed to get worse. And every little thing, every single day became, um, became constant questioning. I would question myself all the time. And the older the kids got, and I mean, they're still young. They're like, to this day, they're still young. But I mean, when they were like, let's say two and four years old, so they're, they're older, they're not babies, but they're not in school yet. I have to take them to and from daycare and also go to and from my job. And I just, it, it, I, was, I was just stressed all the time. And then I was also going through those feelings of, I don't care, but I care, but I don't care. And, um, and I'd snap at my husband all the time. All, like There wouldn't be like a, a first, there, there wouldn't be like he'd ask me something and I'd be like, oh, you know, it's over there. And then he'd ask, oh, I didn't hear you. And I'd snap, no. He, he would ask me a simple thing and I would just snap at him. And my first thought was like, why don't you know the answer? Why are you even asking me this? And that I, it just snap all the time. And then eventually I started snapping like that at my kids too. And it, it's like my my husband had so much patience. He could handle it when I was snapping at him. He could not handle it when I was snapping at the kids. And he said, you like, whatever's going on with you, you got to get back to the doctor because you're not, you're just snapping all the time. You go from zero to a hundred and there's no room for, for negotiation with you. This is you're it's affecting the kids. And that was an eye opener. So Um, and it, and it was, it it was so bad. I can give an example of, um, of a time when, um, I, I didn't know what to make for dinner and this is always a problem for me, but you know, my husband's at work and I call him and I say, you know, I've got the kids and I need to know what to cook for them. What do I do? And he goes, well, you can make pizza or you can make chicken nuggets, ask them what they want. So I go and I ask, you know, what do you want? Pizza or chicken nuggets? And my son says, I want macaroni and cheese. And I just, well, cried. We don't have macaroni and cheese. We have pizza and we have chicken nuggets and I don't know what to do. Now I feel like thinking about this now in a better place that I could be like well I I have two choices. I can make what we have or I can go and buy macaroni and cheese. I'm capable of doing either thing. It's not like macaroni and cheese is super expensive. I, I could have just gone to the store and purchased it but at that time I didn't think like that. And so I called my husband, and I was like crying. I, I he wants macaroni and cheese. She'll eat whatever. I don't know what to do. And <clears throat> and he said, make them chicken nuggets. They'll eat them, and they'll be fine. And I it, I needed him to make that decision for me. I, and that's crazy. Why couldn't I make that decision myself? Why couldn't I just do that? I needed him to do that. But he at the same time understood that I needed that, and so he didn't treat me like I was crazy. He just made the decision for me. Just do it. It'll be fine. So the more days that progress like this, of the snapping and the non-decision making, I was like, this needs to change. I, I can't live like this anymore. I can't control it. I can't manage it. And, and it's affecting my children. It's not just affecting my life. It's affecting my children. And that's a big problem. So <clears throat> so I then say to my husband once again, I'm ready. Take me to the doctor. And I could. I, I, can't, I can't call the doctor. I can't like, that's, I could, you could give me the phone number, but I wouldn't be able to call it because then I'd have to deal with somebody. And they'd ask me simple questions like, what time are you available? And I, I I don't know when I'm available. Danny, when am I available? So I just had him do it. He, he called the doctor, he booked me in and then we went together to this appointment and I told, like, I just laid it all out there. I can't, I can't, I think too much. I'm stressed all the time. And I don't know how to make any decisions about anything anymore. And she, my my doctor was great. And she said, do you know, this is completely normal. People feel this. It's an anxiety disorder. You have an anxiety disorder. Let's get that treated. And up until that point, I had no idea I had anxiety. I knew I had insomnia. Sometimes. I knew I had depression. Sometimes. And I like that. And I knew that pills could fix it. Sometimes and I had stress. I knew that I was stressed, that, that I diagnosed everything myself as stress, just because way back 20 years ago, I was told by a doctor that stress causes insomnia and I just went with every single symptom I've ever had since then must be stress and therefore I have insomnia. So now I have an anxiety disorder. It's been labeled and, I, and the more symptoms I see, the more I realize I've had this a long time and I just didn't treat it. So she gave me pills. She first she gave me pills to treat the, the uh, no she gave me pills to treat the anxiety and as I took those I found myself more and more depressed so I had to go back to the doctor and say look I, the anxiety sure I'm not as stressed anymore I'm not as anxious anymore I'm still there I don't feel cured or anything but it's definitely reduced. But now I'm more depressed. This can't be good. She said, yeah, that's a side effect of the pills. And so she gave me another set of pills for, to cure the depression. So now I'm on pills for anxiety and pills for depression. And the more and more nights I had like this, I, it was reverting right back to the days of university when I didn't sleep at all. And I was walking around like a zombie. The difference is I was getting sleep now, but it, it just felt like... An, like I wasn't, I, it felt like I was just walking around, going through the motions, not understanding what was happening to me. And every morning my husband would wake up and I, I worked closer to home, if not from home. So I didn't have to travel as far for work where he travels far. So he would have to get up earlier to leave for work. And every morning he would get up and he would, he would nudge me and say, you know, it's Tuesday morning. It's, 6.30 a.m., I'm about to leave for work, you have to make lunches for the kids, you have to go into the office today, he would give me like four or five sentences, and he would have to do this every single morning, because he knew that I just didn't get it, and I wouldn't get there on my own, and I would fall back asleep, and I would convince myself it was Saturday, because every day felt like Saturday, I had no idea what day it was, I had no idea what my responsibilities were, and I, I was always in a fog. And that was just the mixture of medication. So back I go to the doctor and I was like, this is not working. I'm a zombie now. I don't like how I feel. I feel really nothing at all except, you know, tired all the time. So, you know, that was like a long journey of ups and downs with medication. And it really is. It's a playing game. It's your body type. It's what you're going through. It's what you need. Now, fast forward a little bit more. And um, I ended up pregnant again with my third child and i didn't want to be on medication anymore i decided that i like that i had been okay for quite some time and i'd been reducing the medicine you know over the course of you know the year or two that i had been taking it and um and i felt like i was ready to just stop i was like i can do this Uh, if it gets so bad then when i'm done you know, when I have the baby and when I'm done nursing, then I can start the medication again. But for my baby, I just, I, that was the decision I, I made for myself. And I was quite proud, quite frankly, because I, I made a decision and I was at the point in my life when I could make decisions again. And I spoke to the doctor and she was supportive of it, but she also assured me that if I continued to take medication, it wouldn't do damage to the baby because the baby is only as good as the mom is. So you have to take care of yourself. And that means mentally too. And that was really important, and I said, "Okay, so if I slip back into a funk, I'll know that it's okay to take medication again." But right now, I'm good. Now, <clears throat> that is sort of my journey through all of those things. Um, as an update, I unfortunately, due to lots of different things that happened to me, including pneumonia and bad uh, treatments and misdiagnosis of other things. Um, I did lose the baby, but I decided that I had still managed, even after that loss, I I had managed to, to cope and, and I didn't need the medication. That was just something that I, I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep going to see the doctor. I see the doctor regularly. We talk. Um, I have other outlets of, of how I can help and, and how I helped myself and that is a lot about what mental health in me is about. But it was my choice to to stop the medication and see how I could manage without it. But I also know that if I ever slip, I can go back and I'm not afraid to go back. If I need medication, I will go back to the medication. So. That's the state that I'm at right now. That is the state that I've actually been at for a couple years, like medication free. It's fantastic. There are a number of things that I have to do to keep myself, you know, from slipping into the dark. And I do, you know, I still have my, my downs, but, but I'm able to coach myself through them. And it, it's, it takes work and it takes practice and I, that's for me, that is what this podcast is about. That is what my website is about. That is what my journey is about. And I just, my goal here is to help as many people as possible get through it, get to beat depression, to beat anxiety, to understand the symptoms. Because if you don't know, you'll just walk around thinking you have insomnia or stress. So that's that's it that's that's it and if you if you subscribe and um and i hope you do and if you come back and you visit my website i will happily share as much as i can because because mental illness sucks but we can beat this we can beat it together we are not alone we need to remember that we're not alone we don't have to struggle alone so break the stigma surrounding mental health and let's talk about it thanks for listening to mental health and me If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe. And if you feel it can help someone, please share with them. We don't have to struggle alone. Break the stigma surrounding mental health. Let's talk about it.